the harder it gets. Yeah. Welcome back to Glad You're Here and HappyProductions.Live. I am Grant Glad. We just listened to Wide Eyes by Jack Raymond. And before that, Claire Doyle with her new single just came out on Friday, Devices, which you're going to be hearing a lot more of, Claire. You know who else you're going to be hearing a lot more of is the gentleman we have guesting with us. Guesting? Is that a word? I don't know. Let's, but <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I have trouble with the English language. Oh, man. It is not. Yeah, and you're, you're a songwriter. So I, I Tim Fast is here, everybody. And uh, Tim, thank you so much for coming up. Oh, look what I found. Oh, where, where, oh they're in the back. Right? They're in the back. Yeah, yeah. I've that. You're you're the first time that I've used a uh, <laughs> use one of those things. And there's there's another one. Oh, that one's this. This would be. Yeah. That might happen. No, they won't do that to you. That was to me for being my first time figuring it out. Uh, well, anyways, Tim, thank you so much for coming up. I appreciate you making the trek and coming to hang out with me. I'm glad you're here. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So, Tim, we uh, we have mutual friends, right? You're yeah. uh, you're a part of the the singer songwriter sing song songing singing challenge. Yeah. Yes. I... <laughs> Come again? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I can't quite get the yeah, name. Yeah, them guys. Them guys, the yeah. SSC. The SSC. SS- hey, there you go. SSC. That's much better than, yeah, me trying to say all the words. Uh, but anyways, so part of the group where you get you get a prompt word every, every week or every two weeks, depending on the season, and you just create a song out of it, and it goes for... The winter one was it was it ten weeks or how many? Twenty weeks. Twenty weeks. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. And summer is every week for ten weeks. Got it. Okay, so it equals out to twenty songs a year. Yeah, and I believe uh, Laurel and her husband they were teachers, so they kind of stopped it in the fall, and I think Ah, that's the reason. That makes sense. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm sure that's why. Well, it's it's kind of good to do it that way because it gives you a little bit of time to like. I don't know. Uh, Record find- them? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is true. Yeah, it gives you time to get in the studio and put in more work. Yeah. I, I was going to say it gives you a time to, like, uh, find new ideas, right? Because if you're constantly, constantly writing, at a certain point, you're like, the quality's not here anymore. Like, you just, you run out of things to yeah. say, you know? Yeah. And. Yeah. So it's good to have that time to like refresh and then come back to it with kind of a fresh and mindset. go back and see what you wrote. Yeah, because you know, it moves kind of fast. And once I've got it and I posted it, I just move on and yep. then I go back. Oh God, I I forgot about this one, and it's always something yeah. to rewrite. So nice. And so on on that note, from from this songwriter challenge, you have a uh, a new record that you you just finished up and you're going to be putting out here shortly, right? Yeah, it's called uh, Under Your Moon. And that, I don't think that song came from the challenge. That was something that I, I wrote during the pandemic, and uh, it w- it was an old song that I had a couple verses to, and you know it. It might have been, but I can't remember now if it came from the group or not. But that's that's fair. I mean, you write you write so many songs; it's hard to tell the origin of all of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a good problem to have. So you you were talking off air. You started working on this record back in March of 2020, which was a great time to start working on a record. I imagine it was. I uh, the year before in 2019, I was in uh, where was it? River Falls had a in April they had a. Uh, it's called a root, fe- root music festival. Okay, and they had a contest, and I won the contest, which gave me six hours of studio time. So I went in the studio, 
And I worked with uh, this Kyle Bonderson at Velvet Brick Studios in nice. the basement of Brickhouse Music in downtown River Falls. And I just love working with Kyle. Although, when I was done recording and using Burn Up that time doing it live, I really didn't like what I was doing. So we scratched that and decided to start all over. Yeah. And then the pandemic came. So oh. then we scratched it for a while and back to it again. And we both had things going on. We'd walk away from it for a couple months here and there and then back. And God. I advise nobody to do that. It's it's It gets tough. Yeah. But I think I got it right this time. I though. love it. The songs sound good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I the, think I got it right. The, song, the songs are sounding good. And, and yeah, like you said, it's tough to... Kind of like what you're saying. We were talking off air about this. You're saying every time you start a song, you finish a song. It's kind of the same concept of like just staying in that headspace to work through the record. So yeah. it's almost harder to get out and be pulled back in and, you know, just get back to work. Because you got to capture the emotion of the initial spark, right? That's the whole goal of the record. And yeah, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you that you pulled it off. Yeah. All that to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and, and the, um, this is my fourth album. And all the other albums, I had enough songs for a CD. Yeah. But this one, I had 22 songs. And I went in and recorded every one of them. Not complete, but, you know, guitar yeah. and vocals. And then they started falling off here and there, you mm -hmm. know? And then I got down to nine. I only want these nine. And yeah. then I was able, since I took time, I was able to put some newer stuff on there, too. And so. that's, co that's cool. So yeah. how, many, how many total did you end up with? I only have ten, but seven came from the group. Nice. You know, from Prompt Words and... Uh, yeah, it's not always about, you know, when I get a prompt word, I do, and I think everybody does this, so you kind of think about if you got a song that this might be familiar to that you could finish this now, or yeah. you had an idea to write something, can I use this? And that's how I used it, you yeah. know, and sometimes it was just from scratch, brand new, fresh, and came out. Came, hey, that's <laughs> that's pretty... It's pretty impressive to pull it pull it from scratch because the old the old trick of like you know what do I got laying around that this will fit in right yeah. it's kind of it's like trying to find trying to find a home for your scrap wood in your garage <laughs> <laughs> it's the same same kind of concept what 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 project can this go on why is that two by four different color on the deck well that's what we had <laughs> you know you just He's make do exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I love that, and I love that. You know, ten songs is a great, a great amount for a record. Seven from the prompts. So then the other three that were newer, did you write those kind of over the course of the pandemic? Then is they were just there? something that I, I had previously, okay. or um, they just you know came in between here and there. So for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. To your, have you read, have you read Rick Rubin's new book yet? No. It's, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's about like the creative process and he's, he's a producer extraordinaire, right? Like that's his whole thing. Made those Johnny Cash records. Uh, but he had this thing in there where he talks about like narrowing down which songs should go on an album. And it was kind of exactly what you did. Like have too much, go in with, with more than you need. And then look at the list and be like, here are, you know, the six that I can't not have. Like, these are the six that have, or whatever the number yeah, is. Like, these yeah. are the ones that have to make it. And then build from that, you know? And that's exactly what you did to get to your 10. You well, were like... Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, actually, I had listened to an interview with Bruce Springsteen, and his first album, he had, like, 40 songs. Yeah. And he ended up, I think there was only nine on there. Yeah, he's a madman. Yeah. He's a madman. And man. that that was really cool. But, you know, he he's also... There's a difference between writing with a band mm -hmm. and writing solo, where you have nothing to pick from and nobody's saying, hey, try this. Yeah. Do that. 
And so, yeah, I mean, that would be great to be around some talented band members, except I don't want to take them on the road. <laughs> right? <laughs> Go out there, herd some cats. Yeah. It's the yeah. name of the game. Uh, there was, I, <laughs> I had somebody here a few weeks ago, and they were talking, they were talking about, uh, it was Drew Peterson. He was talking about this guy who'd been in the music industry for a very long time, and he'd just been a backup player, just a bass player. I know they're not backup players, but ba- he was a bass player forever, and he played with so many top names, and people would come up to him, and they'd be like, how do you, how do you get to be in all these bands? And he's like, I give real good bus. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I show up on time, and I'm not a pain in the ass on the bus, and that's it. That's all I do. And he's like, that bar is, is pretty low for musicians sometimes. I, I kid musicians. But it is it is funny the uh, you know the old cliche of herding cats. So yeah. with with that said, you still had you know like a full band sound on the record, right? Yeah, yeah. and I I got a lot of a lot of uh, they were all local. Um, I think uh, I had a I had a, a trombone player from where's he? From? He's from North Carolina. I had him. He's a cool. friend of mine. But I had heard I had wrote this song that kind of sounded. It, sounded like it came from the 40s or something and and i did the solo with harmonica and i went god you know this would really sound cool yeah even though it you know it may not sound cool to somebody else it really worked great on songs yeah um yeah and i've i've this was a third project that i did with a guy named gary rayner Gary Rainer's uh, was a bass player for twenty some years on the Prairie Home Companion Show. In his early years, he was touring as uh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s bass player, which awesome. is, you know, part of the Rat Pack. I mean, this is this is huge. Yeah, and, and he teaches um, in town at McAllister, and he's the go-to guy for everybody. Cool. He's just phenomenal but what he does is i always call him in first because what he does is he charts out everything i can't read music you can hand me a chart i may figure it out in a week or so yeah but he he shows up and he goes and this comes with the deal and he hand you a pile of papers and then i handle hand that out to all the other musicians and it's all charted out because that that's the hardest thing if you don't read music and um it's hard to communicate in the studio with these guys. True. They're asking you, you know? Yep. So, is this 1 4? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Everything's 1 yeah. 4. <laughs> it's all 1 4. I mean, you're <laughs> 1 4 5? Yeah, yeah. 6 2. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a different language. I mean, it's, you might as well be speaking French, right? Yeah. So, so that's cool. So he comes in and charts it out for you and then you share it with musicians. Do you give them like, like here are the chords and then you're like, I kind of want it to sound like this or how do you kind of have that conversation? Well, yeah, that'll be, you know, I can, um, you know, it's, I've had conversations with them too before they come in. So they kind of know what I'm expecting. Yeah. But I have... You'd be surprised how reasonable you can hire some of the best. And you really, if you hire the best musicians, you're getting more than just their performance. Yeah. You're getting their taste, their production knowledge. You're getting all this from them. And, man, that just helps out a lot. They know what sounds good. They know where to play and not to play. Exactly. And and, uh, I think I had, uh, well, I think I had uh, Brian Wicklin plays with the barley jacks he's just phenomenal um chris silver he was over in river falls and he plays 
Uh, he plays mandolin and fiddle, and Sarah Morris sang vocals on there. Um, who else did I have? I had uh, David Stoddard play uh, some accordion. Oh. And I'm going to forget somebody on one song anyways. So, <laughs> oh, uh, that's that is quite quite a crew. Tall Paul, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Here, I give you give you a microphone. <laughs> hey, good evening, guys. Hey, hey, this is this is Tall Paul, Tim. Oh, nice to meet you. Were you the one in the back booing me? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I am trying to find the cool owner of that kick-ass Corvair. Ooh. Oh, is that you? That's not me. Oh, no. I'm hey, a musician. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not the guy either. It's a pretty cool looking car. Is it? Are you playing songs tonight? This is fantastic. I, yeah, Tim's about to play us a song, actually. Awesome. I was going to, I made him bring his guitar all the way up here. Now that we have an audience of two, I think it might be a perfect time yeah. to, to get Tim to play us a song. I like the little pack of <coughs> harmonicas as well. Right. Yeah, isn't that cool? I I treated myself to that. I looked at that for like three years. Then I went, you know, I deserve that thing. Oh, I'm yeah, buying you it. it, you know? Yeah. It's so cool. It <laughs> some, fits in some of my guitar cases. So. <laughs> what are you, you going to play for us, Tim? I'm going to play something off the new album. This is the opening song off my new album. I love it. This is uh, Tim Fast. I'm glad you're here in Happy Productions. Live. Tim, you are, uh, you are free to take it away whenever you are ready. And uh, to, to give it the full effect. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. sure i got the right harp in my I, mouth i get it i've uh i actually won a contest one time when i i had the wrong harp in my holder and i stopped and i they said because you switched that out so quick we we didn't hold it against you so <laughs> i made that mistake so this one's called cheers to you and i i started writing this kind of about my mom and um and then the pandemic happened and then i i just kind of followed it about missing people Love you know yeah. so it's called cheers to you all right take it away you still dream so loud above the clouds where you sit Yesterday went away And I lost everything that I knew But I still do believe That they really can come true We just ran out of time Never be another year Never had that When I hear someone tune 
That's a great tune. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Loved the harmonica in it. Has that great melancholy vibe to it. Yeah. Kind of nostalgic, right? Cheers to you talking about some folks that you're not with anymore. Pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like, you know, you say, hey, we got to have a beer sometime. Right? right? Yeah. And when they're gone, you're thinking, never had that beer. Never had. Never had that conversation. Yeah. Oh, so. oh bye, Paul. Hey. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Uh, so... No, so that's the opening track off the new record. Cheers to you. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I dig that. That's a great that's a great tune. Now, that, was that a prompt tune or was that a uh... that was that one was yeah that, that was um I think the prompt was cheers. Prompt was cheers. And nice. At first, I, and, and so yeah, and I had written some of the verses. Uh, it started. Yeah, and uh, it just kind of fell together after a while. I love it. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful tune. Do you do you ever see do you ever see a prompt word come through and you're like, really? That's Every what we're writing about. Single time. <laughs> yeah, I, I see a prompt word. I go. And no offense if Laurel's listening. I don't think she is. But every time I go, God, is that stupid or yeah. what? And my son lives with me, and he's a musician. He'll be shaking his head and like. But I've learned to not judge that prompt or just sit down and go to work, pal. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> it happens. That's exactly I, it. If you if you stay there, if you show up, I, I I can get I can get a song done. 
Yep. I can't walk away from it. I, I find myself wandering around the house. All of a sudden, it's like, Tim, go sit down and yeah. finish the song. <laughs> uh, so. you, you a pacer? You a pacer <laughs> mid-songwriting? Yeah. 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 I, I think the pacing's okay. Yeah. I think it's all right. It yeah. gives you... It burn off that energy from all the coffee you're drinking <laughs> while you're while you're writing songs. And I, it is mornings, like we talked yeah. about. Um, yeah, I, I get first cup of coffee almost in me, and yeah. I'm gonna pour in the second one. And now I'm opening the guitar case. So. Yeah, and now you're now you're going. And, and yeah. I what I find, and tell me if you think this is accurate. I feel like buy that second pot of coffee. That's when <laughs> that's when the ideas really start flowing. That's when they start oh, coming yeah, through. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm usually a two cupper. Although today, this morning, I I. I made another pot. Yeah. So. Right, no no judgment here. Well, uh, Tim, we got to take a second and thank some sponsors here, but we will be uh, we'll be right back after this. I'm glad you're here in happyproductions.live. We are live with Tim Fast and uh, I'm making play some more songs for us cuz cheers to you. That was that was incredible. So here is uh, some sponsors. We'll be right back. I'm glad you're here in happyproductions.live. This is Cassidy Stum from Move With Cass. Are you looking for workouts you can do from the comfort of your home but don't know where to start? Well, sign up for my monthly subscription on gomovewithcass.com where we have workout programs and an online video library tailored to all experience levels. It's not about burning those calories or earning your meals over here. It's about moving your body in a fun, safe, and healthy way that you can feel good about. Come move with me, Cass, over at gomovewithcass.com. My apologies to Kind Country. We're live with Tim Fast. I don't know. I accidentally kept that plan. I was trying to sound check in the, the 20 seconds. I did not do it quick enough. But all that to say, welcome back, Tim Fast. How was your break? Was it good? Do you feel refreshed? Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go. You're, re- <laughs> you're ready to go? <laughs> good. I, uh, you know, we try to... <laughs> We try to give you give you a good thirty seconds to run and grab anything you might need and feel you feel more stressed out than relaxed after the end of the break. Well, I did radio. I told you that I was yeah. up at KAXC in Grand Rapids, and you know there was a couple times where I panicked, you know, and some one time something went off or that it stopped playing, and I was out in the library trying to gather some more CDs, come back, and I ran into the control room, and I'm like. And there's all this dead air, and after a while, then this alarm goes off. Oh, you no. know, and I'll, I finally figured it out or something. But yeah, that's a panic. You think it, is- I, you know, and there's not thousands and thousands listening. At least I hope not. But <laughs> you know, there's quite a few people listening. So that, that's really nervous to do ra- radio. I think. Yeah, to to, to get it wrong. I have. <laughs> Tricks, tricks of the trade. If I need a break, I play Purple Rain. <laughs> that's that's been my mo. Alice's Restaurant. Alice's Restaurant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You got to have a few eight minute songs yeah. that you can throw on that yeah. uh, you know that that get you where you need to go. Alice's Restaurant is. Are you an Arlo Guthrie fan? You know, I am. I mean, I I am. I appreciate everything and and his family's done and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, people I, tell me, and I don't know why they tell me. I've had people come. You sound just like Arlo Guthrie, and that 
You know, it's probably because I played the song City of New Orleans, and then they tell me that. <laughs> yeah. But the worst compliment I ever got, and it, to me it was the worst, some lady, and I don't even know if you knew this artist back in the 60s, she goes, you sound just like Bobby Goldsboro. Oh. I'd like... Oh man, why did you say that? You know, I I mean he wasn't that bad, but that's <laughs> I, not the guy I want to sound like. No. I I do feel like when people say that to you though, it's more a reflection on them than it is on anything else. And it's yeah. not it's it's not to call anybody out or anything. It's just like, oh, I you know, that's the only thing name that they can think of in the genre right, at right. the time, you know? Yeah. And it, it like it doesn't it doesn't really mean much. Like, if a head of A&R came up to you at a record label and was like, you sound like uh, Arlo Guthrie, then at that point you might have to be like, maybe I do sound like Arlo Guthrie. You're so right, though. I think <laughs> you know? uh, they name whoever they can think of that was an acoustic musician. You know, exactly. like they'll say you sound like Jim Croce or John yeah. Denver. And Yep. Jim yeah. Jim Croce is he's he's one of he's one of my guys. Who who are your guys? I guess. Well, I just girls. named them kind of. I mean, <laughs> I suppose, I'm not. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like I follow them now. But when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I'd be down in my room um, with my John Denver songbook mm-hmm. and Jim Croce, and yeah. I taught myself guitar from those books. That's awesome. And uh, you know, I play a couple of their songs out, and it's not like I go home and I listen to it all night and drink whiskey, but. <laughs> You know, um, that's how I taught myself. Uh, yeah. And so I skipped all that reading music stuff. <laughs> my parents gave my sister um, piano lessons. And when she got her last lesson, she never touched the piano again. Really? And oh. they never offered to give me guitar lessons. So I, I was... They didn't even offer to get me a guitar at first. I was, I was down in the basement trying to build me one. Yeah. After I oh, saw really? the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and I so I was downstairs in the middle of the winter trying to build a guitar, and then they I think they felt sorry for me. <laughs> they, that's that's when they got you yeah. one. Then they got me a real real crummy one, ah. like it had heavy strings on it. I think they ordered it from Wards, <laughs> Montgomery Wards, and oh. it, I couldn't even play that thing. The action was so high, but I knew I didn't know better. Yeah. You know? you just, do it yeah yeah i mean to your to your point about like springsteen earlier in his book he talks about getting his first guitar and it was the same thing like he just wore his parents down to the point where you know he finally got it but then you once you get it you just play it and yeah. it's all you do and it's kind of it, I, don't, I don't know it's one of those things where like jason isbel talks about it I'm, I'm gonna butcher the quote i'm just gonna try and paraphrase it but it's like he's like if you have a kid and you want them to play baseball and you look outside and they aren't out there with a ball and a glove, that kid's not going to play baseball. You know, it's just like, it, what do you do? If you have a kid and you and they want to play music and you, you look around and they're not playing an instrument, they're not going to make music. You know, it's just, you, you're going to find a way to do it. I never shoved it down my kids' throats. Um, they finally came to me, like my oldest son, he says, you know, if I had a bass, I think I could play it. Yeah. So I went and got him this whole vintage Epiphone bass first, you know. And it wasn't two months later. That wasn't good enough. So then I helped them buy a Warwick bass. And I think it was about, and this is quite a few years ago, it's about three grand. But I truly believe if you can tell they have an interest and they mean it, Mm -hmm. get them a good instrument. Yeah. You know, and I did that with all my kids. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 
it does make a difference because it makes it easy. It's just easier to do it. Yeah. You know, if you if you have to plug in your guitar and all you get is feedback and the strings hurt to play, like it's just not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be as fun, right? <laughs> no. So you get you get through it. Well, okay, so you went from building your own guitar in the basement after seeing Ed Sullivan at the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And then uh, at some point, I'm guessing in the seventies, discovered Jim Croce, John Denver. So when you were when you were making music back then, were you always eyes on the prize for like you know I want to do the acoustic thing or I know you did the band thing for a little while. I did, you know, and I did both. And um, if we had, you know, I think there every band I was in, there was always some acoustic, you know, set or a few songs we do, and I'd be the acoustic guitar player. So I, I always had that, and I always wanted to do that. Yeah. My mother always told me to do that, but I didn't listen to my mom. So I played in rock and roll bands for about. Well, probably 20 years, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, started out with Southern Rock and then Classic Rock and then Pop. And and um, and then uh, I didn't think about songwriting till about 20 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I wrote a couple songs, oh, back in the 80s and sent them to a contest or something. And they weren't any good and so then I started writing and then I, I found out how hard it was and then it finally dawned on me that Tim it's okay to get some training so yeah. I started going to some workshops and, oh, cool. and get a couple books and I remember and I can't remember her name maybe I will it was called this book was important to me it's called The Artist's Way uh, I can't think of her name that wrote that but that that was the first time in my life that I finally realize it was okay to call myself an artist yeah and that changed everything for me it opens up so many doors just to have that confidence right yeah, yeah, yeah it just yeah. gets it back to you julia cameron there you go yeah i had to look it up oh cheater <laughs> but have you heard of that book i have heard of that book i've heard yeah. it a couple of different times that it's been like hugely influential for people too yeah yeah so yeah I that's that's cool. So all right, so you were playing for a while and then doing doing the rock band thing. Then you discovered songwriting, and that was when you were finally. I'm, it sounds like you were like, "This is it for me." Yeah, I, I'm an artist. Like this is this is what I want to do. That's that's incredible. And then how long do you feel like it took you, given that you had all that musical experience behind you already, uh, to get good at writing songs? Do you think it was relatively quick for you because you already had that, or you think it still took a little time? It seemed like it, but when I look back, you know. It got to the point on the first CD. Somebody, somebody just bluntly told me, "Go, told me." They said, "Just get it done. You're not gonna. You're gonna hate it. Yeah. Just get it done and get it out of the way." So I did, and I got it out of the way, and I hate it. <laughs> you know, and, and as soon as the next CD, that was in 2003, maybe. Yep. And the next CD came out in 2007. And I never sold the one from 2003 after that one came out. I didn't want anybody to have that CD. And then, and it got better, you know. And uh, I recorded my own, my first one. Okay. But then I went into a, a, a you know, um, a lower end studio, but yeah. uh, it, very efficient. Um, oh, uh, the yeah. guy I recorded with had a very good ear and he was a uh, good engineer. And yeah. we did that in North Minneapolis last two. And then, yeah, this last one was done in River Falls. So love it. So this this one you did in River Falls. What's I, we've been talking for like half an hour now. Yeah. I haven't even asked. What's the release date on this one? Well, it was I was supposed to have it done in uh, April, but I said that two years ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so it, it it actually is in, and I'm just waiting for the twelve business days, which I'm halfway there, and I nice. I'd say some late late next week I should have it in awesome. my hand. Cool. 
Yeah. So if you are listening live right now, today is May 22nd. So we're going to hold Tim to by the end of the month of May. I know it's not on you. You're waiting for them to get it. It'll happen. It'll happen. But this, well, this will be coming out. So if the if the people want to find you on the CD, should they just go to timfast.com? Or is there a good, uh, another good place where you keep people updated yeah, on what well, you're doing? Yeah, well, you know, it, um, great to have you as a friend on Facebook, too. So that's Tim Fast Music. You'll find me there. Nice. And then um, timfast.com. Yeah, I have uh, cool. need to redo my web page. Um, man, it's Don't a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I had, I had Lonnie Knight, if anybody knows Lonnie Knight. And Lonnie died quite a few years ago, and I haven't had anything changed. But Lonnie helped, helped me do that. Yeah. He, he was a big supporter of me. Um, he was a great guy. Yeah. Oh, that's well. Rest, rest in peace, Lonnie. So it's almost. I mean, it's, it's almost like a like an homage to Lonnie. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. Like, well, he was going to help me produce. Oh yeah. The next album, and he played on my last album. That's so, cool. And that, but you know that I released that in 2011. Wow. So yeah. It's been, I went a long time. You did. Yeah. You, you're keeping the people waiting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that we're we're excited to, to hear it. We're going to play a few songs. And these these songs you sent me are they from the new record here? The uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to be we're going to be listening to these lonely days in Carnival Town in a little while here. So stick around for that. I'm glad you're here. But okay, so the new record is going to be coming out. And then where where can people catch you? Where are you playing shows? Where do you got books coming up? Everybody always asks me that. <laughs> it's like I, I, about Wednesday, I kind of go, oh, I better look and see where I'm going this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, I do a rig, not, about a once a month, I play a winery out in St. Croix Falls. It's called the Dancing Dragonfly Winery. Nice. It's a Sunday concert series, and I've been doing that for quite a few years. So you can catch me there, you know, and you just kind of caught me off. I wish I had my book in front of me. Uh, People I, give me a bad time. They go, well, what time do you start? Well, I don't know. Look. Let me see if, <laughs> let me see if I can help you out. It looks like you got... I'm only looking at June. Though. Oh, I'm up in uh, Duluth, ain't I? In, uh, in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks, yeah. So June second, you're at Elmaro. Am I saying that right? Elmaro Vineyard, Vineyard yeah, yep. in Trempolo, Wisconsin. Yep. That's at uh, 3 p.m. That's an afternoon gig. Then you got the High Court Pub in Lanesboro. That's a cool spot. Yeah, it is. That's so cool. I love that outside. Yeah, and yeah, La- yeah. Lanesboro feels like it's out of a movie. Isn't that something? It's I could so li- wild. I could live there. Yeah. You know? I I I don't. Yeah, I would never leave town. I, I could live there in, yeah, in be, a second. It's it Artsy feels and yeah, it's so the cool. river and people are biking all over the place. Beautiful, and, and yeah, yeah. And so all that to say, that's on June third at seven p.m. So make it on down to Lanesboro. Bring your bike. There's a great bike trail. You can go for miles after after the show and go hang out or before and then come back and have a beer. And then you got Rapids Brewing, Grand Rapids on June eighth. Duluth to your to what you said, June 9th at Sir Ben's at six, and then Ursa Minor on June 10th at seven. So that's uh, that's what you got coming up the next couple of weeks, and then you got some other stuff. But this is all on his website, timfast.com. And uh, yeah, he's got he's got some cool spots to be playing. You're playing on Elk Mound, Wisconsin. That's cool. Yeah, Vino yeah. Cappuccino Artisan yeah. Bistro. Yeah, yeah. You've been out there before? No, I haven't yet. No, I I I know Elk Mound because I used to. I used to run a coffee route out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, oh, and really? I had to go to Elk Mound. I had like one stop way out there. It was a, it was a small town then. I, it was not the type of place where I would have imagined had Vino Cappuccino Artisan Bistro, but I'm glad that they do now. That's oh, cool. You know, Wisconsin's getting pretty hip. They have it is. They have like pizza farms and yeah. things like that going on out there. There's a lot of that going out, and people mm-hmm. are really getting inventive and. 
and uh, putting out new venues and yep. some of this stuff is very very cool. It's so it's so cool. I think I mean my theory on it is that like it's just getting too expensive to do it in the cities. Right, yeah. so like to, to pay the rent of whatever it is, right. whatever business you want to start. So all the people that would have done it in pick your major city doesn't even matter which one. They're all too expensive. Uh, and this is not a knock on the cities. I live there. I like it, but like they're all just too expensive. So the people are moving out to these other areas around town, and it's be- we're better for it. Like you know, there's a lot of like Cambridge now. We're, we're putting a listening room in Cambridge, Minnesota. Twenty years ago, somebody would have said that they would have been like, "What are you doing?" Right, but it's. Is becoming more and more common to see well, cool vineyards, things. Well, vineyards, towns. vineyards, popped up yeah. all over up here. At you know, the university developed a, a grape that could survive up here. Yeah, and after that happened, it just started happening. And some of these farmers that you know never made any money farming, and they planted vineyards, and they're that's, making money hand over fist. I now. didn't know that's what per, happened. Per crop, they make more on a crop of grapes than anything out on the market I really heard. yes wow yeah wow so, and this is all because was it the U of M that came up with this yeah yeah, yeah they developed and I can't um, can't remember the name there are a couple different names of grapes that they developed that cool. could survive up in this part of the country cool and I mean there's vineyards I think there's one we were talking about Bemidji but there's one up out that way too I think awesome yeah yeah okay so that's that's interesting. I'm going to get a farmer on the show and have them explain all this to me one of these days. <laughs> I, I find that stuff pretty cool. Well, so, I'm sorry. Once again, you, we made you bring a guitar up here. Do you want to play another song for people? Show them what they might hear if they were to pop into, sure. uh, let's say, the Dancing Dragonfly Winery on August 13th. I'll and try not to muff this one up, too. So let's see. <laughs> you, you didn't muff up the, the last one. Well, it's always hard to come in cold anything. It's kind of cold. Yeah, it? It, it, I, I hear you. I'm no. a freak about tuning. I do that a lot. You're going to hear a lot of tuning when you come see me play. That's all right. Thanks. But, uh, you know, I play harmonica, and there's nothing worse. If you're out of tune on the guitar and oh, you're sucking yeah. on that harmonica, it's it's not a good sound. You can't hide it. You can't hide behind harmonica. All right. This one's a little more more rockish than I usually write. But, I love it. Uh, um, this is called uh, Circling the Drain. Take it away. Feel it all Tell those aches and pa- 
time when all that bitching really doesn't matter when I'm not kicking. Feels like I am. Feels like I am. That's a great little tune. Oh, dude, you 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 catch that vibe right from the first line. I got old when I wasn't looking, man. That hits you right square in the jaw. That's a good one. Oh, so was that, uh, I got to ask you now, was that a prompt one or was that? That wasn't. That no. was not. No, I actually got that from a friend of mine that was touring down in uh, Texas. And uh, every time we went to, you know, there's a lot of little ghost towns all over out in the middle of nowhere. And we kept, you know getting off the beaten path kind of checking things out and he wow this this town circling the drain <laughs> and he said that a couple of times and i i i wrote it down in the lo and behold now i got a song now you got it. a song out of it <laughs> yeah is that is that where you think a lot of your a lot of your songs come from is just that single spark of an idea and then it's like i mean prompts prompts aside but like you have the spark of the thing of this town circling the drain and then you you know, you've got the idea. Now you've got to sit down and put in the work, right? Is that kind of the process for exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I, I call them hooks. You know, like I, I write them all those in the back of my book. I'll yeah. grab all my receipts and little pieces of paper I got you know, or on my phone or my recorder every once in a while, and I'll start writing them all in my back of my book. So when I do go to write a song, I look to see if I got something that I, I, I've been waiting to use. Yeah, and uh, that helps a lot. Yeah, you kind of you kind of get to put the puzzle together at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever think about like taking your book? Yeah, this is crazy. This is a harebrained idea. Taking <laughs> taking your book and just being like, I'm going to write a song of everything that's in it right now. <laughs> just putting them all into one, just making it work. Well, yeah. I mean, it, there's there's kind of a little exercise I've seen done at at some of the workshops where you will. You'll have a circle of people, and somebody will write down a line for a song. Yeah. And they'll pass it to the next person, and they'll read your line, and they'll write something down, and then they oh. fold it over and cover up the first line, and they keep doing that around the room oh. and just keep folding up. You only get to see what the person before you wrote. Cool. And it is amazing what comes out of that. I can only imagine. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a cool little exercise. Oh, here. that's... Okay, so let's talk about these, these workshops that you went to. Where... Are you are you still going to them pretty frequently? Well, I've been going every year, but this year I'm not going. Um, I don't know. I've been going there for 20 years, and I got some good old friends there. But I just it, it it happens in the middle of the summer when it's the busiest, and there's so many things I've had to give up to yeah. go to this. And boy, you know, I always I know I'm going to miss it when I see uh, videos and pictures of people having fun there this for summer. Sure. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Start your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we were working on one of those up in Painesville, Minnesota. I was working with John Besner um, 
for a couple of years trying to put something together, but the COVID really threw us off. Yeah. And then a couple of years ago, just about when it was looking good and we were going to have it, then a new strain came out and everybody got frightened again. Yeah. Like, oh, do I need my shot? And what are we going to do? And and so anyways, John Vesner is from Minnesota. He's a... Um, um, Kathy Matea's husband. Oh, okay. And so, um, yeah, he has family up there. So we we, we were going to put that together. John Gorka was teaching, um, and Pat Donahue, too. Okay. And just, you know, a few weeks before it happened, we ended up canceling. It may happen again, but um, I was just helping coordinate it. I wasn't going to be teaching. but yeah. You should teach it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got to. I got to get my feet wet teaching. Yeah, teaching's a different animal. Yeah, it's, it is. Especially when like you are so entrenched in whatever your process is for mm-hmm. a, so, something creative, teaching something creative, right? Like I have so much respect for songwriting people that can teach songwriting because I feel like if I tried to teach somebody my process, they'd be like, "This guy's insane and should be committed to an asylum." Like this is not a process. <laughs> this is just a madman with a notebook. Like you know, yeah, yeah it's. Yeah. It's, so it's super cool when people are able to transfer that knowledge and articulate how they do what they do and, and go to things. Like, uh, are you a Steve Earle fan at all? Huge. Yeah. I was just counting my albums. The other guy was, we were talking about it, and I, well, I was talking to him. I counted, I got, I've got 13 CDs. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's great, but he puts on like a workshop up in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I don't know if it's every year or how often he does it. But that's one where I'd be really interested, like, have that guy break down his process. Yeah. Was, you know, where did Copperhead yeah. Road come from, right? The guy, another guy I'd like to teach me is Verlin Thompson, who was, mm. was Guy Clark's guitar player yeah. for years. And what a, he's a great writer in himself, but I, I, I it'd just be cool to hang. Yeah. It's just cool to hang with some of these people and hear their stories. For sure. It, I think it, creative people are interesting people by just by default you know yeah people that are driven to create something are going to be interesting and tend to live pretty cool lives with cool stories attached to them so i'm, I'm with you it's not all cool well <laughs> i i've toured a lot and i there there are nights where i'm going jeez tim what are you doing what i don't want to be here i want to be home but well, i'm a thousand miles from home and i'm stuck here yeah and then the next day you get up and you're struggling you get to this gig and then you go out there and you're not even touching the ground you just had the best time yeah. of your life you know yeah. and you can barely go to sleep that night and then <laughs> so it's just it is really up and down no it, matter what it, i mean you'll come into some places where people don't appreciate you so much and they really don't they help really don't care about the musician mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and try to get even a glass of water from you and then there's other people that are just welcome you in their home and treat you like a king and make sure you've got everything and that you're comfortable and and really you can genuinely tell that they appreciate you and uh, and that makes a big difference and that's what keeps you going i guess yeah that's that's what it is it's those those moments those good shows it's like I don't golf, but that's what people that's people tell me the same thing about golf. They're like, it's that one shot down the fairway. That's what makes you keep going. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, if I ever had a straight shot down the fairway, maybe I'd do it. But <laughs> it, you know, it's it's the same thing. And and like you said, there are highs and lows to it. And 
largely, you know, thank you for doing it and living this creative life because the world is better with more good art in it. So like genuinely from the bottom of my heart, thank you for doing it and putting up with the ups and downs for us to entertain the rest of us out in the world. So we appreciate it. We appreciate you and that you've been doing it. And uh, on that note, you're not going to believe this. We're coming up to the end of our hour. So I wanted to see if you wanted to play one more song for us. I do. I got to tune once again. I love it. No, no worries. Take your time. And I'm going to give it everything I can. This has made me really nervous. I've muffed two songs in a row, but... I am. Am I? I'm not that intimidating. No, you're not. But no, it's just, it's just the way it is. I know. No, no one, no one knew that uh, that there was a mistake in there except for you. It's like when you, when the contractor hangs cabinets and they're like almost level, but they're just like a tad off. You know, only yeah. the contractor really knows. <laughs> Everyone else thinks they look fine. Yeah. Same deal. So this is from. Uh, this is from. Um, uh, prompt word and the, we had a prompt word it was uh, what was it motive I think it was and I thought motivate and I started thinking about motivation and what motivates me and then I thought about John Prine you know and I was thinking I've been going to write this song maybe it's time so I started it and this was kind of like I was telling you I was writing a song about a friend of mine's dad which was made me really nervous to get it right so think about writing something that is worthy of yeah. John Prine. So um, I spent the two weeks, and I didn't get it done. And the new prompt word came up, but it was a picture prompt. And it was a picture of John Prine. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's Tim. Get to work. It's time. You're going to get two birds with one stone <laughs> here and get this thing done. So I ended up writing this song, and it's it's fairly new. And uh, it's called The uh, Mailman from Chicago. It must have been a million years ago or so. He was late at night on the radio Just three chords, he'd sing his poems He was a mailman from Chicago
Jesus on my own Learn to talk dirty in Hawaiian I get a little brittle when I'm in the middle of singing a John Prime song It's a little hard Maybe feel like I'd been to paradise Maybe Lake Marie with my wife Catch a few fish Maybe fix my life Made me laugh Left me crying I never got to meet that Good old soul But I was a happy enchilada When I caught a show tribute to john yeah thank you thank you that's a that's a great song mailman from chicago has that made it on a record yet nope no no oh i can't wait until it does yeah that'll be great well tim thank you so much for coming up i don't know what's going on with my headphone setup here do you hear me all weird i sound normal to you yeah i'm hearing you on one side that's exactly what i hear yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. whatever we'll figure that out later no one needs to hear me in both ears but okay it's this cord figured it out yeah yeah well i'll work on that and hey, there's me okay so have to hold this well anyways all that to say thank you so much for coming up i really appreciate it this has been a ball um you're welcome to hang out if you want to you're not you don't have to leave because i'm gonna play i'm gonna play some of your songs next we're gonna listen to these lonely days in carnival town and uh yeah you're welcome to hang out as long as you like all right all right Sounds good, Tim. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you you doing this. This is great, what you're doing for the music community. Thanks, man. I I appreciate it. It's, you know, I... uh I, I wish I could say it's entirely altruistic, but I have a ball doing it, you know? It's I super would too. fun. I would imagine. Yeah, man. I get a private concert every week. This yeah. is a great time. All right. Well, we're going to we're gonna thank some sponsors when we come back. We're going to listen to a few tunes of Tim's from the studio versions. Anything you want to say about these songs before we, uh, we listen to them? Um... Let's see. Uh, they were both prompts, and um, the Carnival Town is actually about 
Ukraine. Oh. And um, these lonely days was a prompt word was eagle. And at the time when we got the prompt word eagle, I thought, there I thought, that was stupid. I thought, why do we need another song about an eagle? <laughs> and so, so instead of going to a happy song about how it's beautiful, the eagle flies in the air, I sang about how if an eagle loses his mate... He's alone for life. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Dark. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, that's how I, I came about this. So, I, so I, I sunk my teeth into this one, and I spent three days in an empty eagle's nest. And when I came down, I had this song. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's a great story. <coughs> All right. We're going to thank sponsors. We'll be right back. I'm glad you're here. And happyproductions.live. Thanks again, Tim. Yeah.